0: The International Women's Day podcast series, brought to you by the Gender Equality Team in the Faculty of Medicine, Health and Life Sciences. So I'm Dr. Sean Rowe, and I'm the Athena Swan representative for the Centre for Biomedical Sciences Education within the School of Medicine, Dentistry and Biomedical Science. For those of you who don't know, the Swan is a gender equality initiative which all universities in the UK and Ireland have to sign up to. The school currently holds a Gold Athena Swan award, yay, which we were awarded in October 2020. So the idea of the podcast today is to ask women about their experiences of work and family life during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm joined here by Dr Laura Montgomery from Centre for Biomedical Sciences education so thanks for joining me Laura first Hi. of all yeah right first of all why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are what you are some background would be great
1: uh, okay so um, I'm a lecturer at uh, education and brackets and um, in physiology and um, I've been in the job about 15 years now and um, the last five years or so I've been working part-time so I perhaps have a little bit of a, a different perspective uh, on yeah, things and yeah. um, because of that. Um, and I'm a wife, and I'm a mother of two children, and um, both of which at, at primary school.
0: <laughs> so a lot of homeschooling, I'm reckoning.
1: Oh, God, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can tell us about that later on, anyway. Yeah. Um, so did, well, this, oh, this feeds directly into the next question, which is, how has the pandemic impacted on your work life and your family life and how they intermingle with one another. Now, I know this because whenever I'm on calls with you, you have some two little munchkins in the background uh, having to be uh, having to be controlled and to be shooed away from the team's meetings on occasion. Yes. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. And one of the things one of the things that I think is most difficult is obviously when you choose your house, you don't choose the house based on some pandemic in the future where you'll need a space to call all your own. So all our bedrooms are occupied and we have a dining room, but the dining room's open plan with the living room. So essentially I have, I'm have i sitting, my office is now the dining room table, which is at the far end of the living room. So, and while I do exclude everyone from the living room whenever I'm giving classes or some meetings, a lot of the time I am, Obviously, sitting in the living room, essentially with the children. So yeah, thankfully, I've always been very good at being able to um, minimize, you know, drown out, drone out yeah. background activity, and quite good at concentrating despite high levels of background activity. <laughs> um, so, so that's actually not not too bad. Um, but I. Yeah, maybe other people might struggle a little bit more with that. I don't know, but for me, it's it's okay. But the problem, I do feel a bit guilty sometimes, like having to exclude people from the yeah. living room because obviously then my work in life is impacting. It's impacting everyone else that yeah. I share the house with. House with, you know, because I'm saying, well, you can't come in here, or I, I'm saying you can't even walk through the room. Really, whenever I'm given a class, because if you do, my concentration will go. Um, yeah. and yeah you know when you're recording as well like obviously they can't be here my husband's tried sitting in the room while I'm recording and I just I, I just can't do it it's just yes. it's just yeah. too distracting so yeah I got to pick my times and it was much easier when the kids were actually at school then I just had to do it you know when they were busy at school but um now with us all trying to occupy the same space it's much much harder than it was
0: Yeah. And I'd imagine as well, I mean, I I don't have the problem because I have a dedicated workspace at home, thankfully, but I'd imagine it's very hard then to shut work out of your life because it's your kitchen table or your dining room table. It's it's a family area.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually a little fed up looking at my work, you know, computer on the dining room table. At Christmas, I just put everything away. Um, And that was the first time that I did that because I thought, well, I can't, Fully really switch off, and I look over at the computer, and I look at the pile of papers and books and things on the dining room table. I, yeah, I long for the day where we have a dining room table again.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it. creating that space is really important for mental health. That separate work and family space, which I, that's an interesting challenge you're talking about there. I was about to say, and then I then I felt I might be undermining the point you were going to make. Was I? I sometimes love teams meetings with you because the kids are fun when they're in the background. Yes. I like you and 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 being being generally fun kids, uh, but it, 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 at the same time you're trying to do work stuff and yes, those kids yeah. aren't work well, stuff.
1: Do you know the Teams calls are magnets for them? Usually, when I'm just doing work on the computer, they pretty much ignore me. But the Teams calls just are like magnets. And they yeah. kind of want to get involved. So they'll kind of like insert them into things, and um, themselves into things. So yeah, Milo played a joke on me yesterday. Thankfully <laughs> I told him off because thankfully I wasn't talking about anything really important with somebody. Yeah. But um he so I was talking with somebody else on Teams and he had brought up YouTube and the little music, you know, the do yeah. do, <laughs> do, 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 do brought it up on YouTube. So Alexandra, who was on the other end, we both picked up our mobiles with confused looks on our faces, not understanding where the team's got. Then I look over at Milo, who's rolling around on the floor on his back. <laughs> and him well, yeah, anything,
0: well so. he and I were comparing lockdown haircuts yesterday. so Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, so so now you see why if it's like a class or anything where I need 100% concentration, <laughs> I have to just send them out of the room because, yeah, the team's calls are just too interesting for them. They just like them too much. <laughs>
0: Although maybe maybe your children will become excellent biomedical scientists in the future through participating in the classes,
1: or maybe I'll put them off entirely. <laughs> one of the <laughs> well, two, I don't know.
0: Okay, so we better we better progress along to the other questions. Uh, so the theme for International Women's Day this year is "Choose to Challenge." So what does this mean to you?
1: For me, it means that um, first of all, kind of well, I'm not too afraid with all the terms, but I know really like first wave feminism was really about women getting into the workplaces. And, but it was very much about women kind of fitting into this world that was really, that really evolved to sit men and to sit there kind of, you know, family and work balance. Whereas yeah. then after that, as a woman in a workplace, you think, well, do we have to work in a workplace where everything is really organized around this kind of, you know male perspective on things are there are there things that queens can do without affecting the quality of what they're you know the service that they're providing that makes it a more friendly environment for people who maybe want to have a different work-life balance so i suppose for me like i didn't know any other part-time lectures so yes. for me then i really challenged that idea around well can an academic can they work part-time Um, and if they work part-time what does that look like so that's kind of in the past and then the other things that I think are sort of current and in the future are um, challenging misconceptions that people have around working Um, part-time because I I often hear various things I mean thankfully not too often but I know in the past before I worked part-time there was this idea that part-time people were somehow less committed to their jobs they were probably weren't as good at their jobs so yeah. um you know you always have that in the back of your mind where you want to prove that that's that stereotype is wrong by being just as good and just as committed as everyone else who does it um, and and um, the other thing i think is quite often people are or have a misconception that you know you want to challenge around they assume that you're packing a full-time job into part-time hours and i think in fairness a lot yeah. of that did happen to a lot of women in the past and um, you, know, you know oh I think I can hear myself quite can you hear that feedback yes I can yeah yeah okay. so um, so I think in fairness it did happen to women a lot in the past where when they went part-time they were packing a, like a five-day job and that, that is something in the past when I got a very good piece of advice from someone before I went part-time and that was to ask to go three times three days a week because a 40% reduction is obviously a more significant volume than a 20% reduction so really so I don't do a five-day job in three days I'd have to be superwoman to do that and I'm definitely not superwoman So, yeah, that was a negotiation at the start, obviously, with my line manager about how to work that out. But sometimes I think a lot of times people use that as an excuse not to sort of entertain it as a possibility for themselves. Like sometimes people are quite dismissive. Oh, I don't want to do that because it means I'd end up, you know, doing a five day and a three day, and, you know, and I wouldn't want that. But for me, that's not my experience of it. So I think if you're going to dismiss it, you know, dismiss doing it as an idea at least sort of be aware of the the reality of or what it can be and
0: um, we've kind of talked about that that's that's very interesting and uh, the point you make about making sure that you delineate what exactly your duties will be as a part-time members member of staff is extraordinarily important because you just end up doing 100 percent of the work in 60 percent of the time that wouldn't be fair but one of the things that struck me as you were speaking laura is Uh, Do you think the pandemic and the university university being encouraged and forced almost into flexible working arrangements like working from home and teaching remotely and putting on classes like practicals remotely, do you think that has facilitated uh, a better working in terms of work-life balance and working mothers like yourself? Does that help that, do you think, what the university have had to do?
1: I think it has to because you're not wasting the time sitting in the car you know where i was sitting in the car sitting on the train sitting on the bus that travel time and um, although i did used to do a lot of my good thinking but yeah. i was sitting alone in the yeah. quiet of the car so it was a good time to think but yeah i think it has to i think it's almost making more hours in the day yeah. um but it's not detracting from the hours that you're giving to queens but it's making more time around that yeah and um, so yeah, I do.
0: So the the, the, the last question is um, what have you done during the pandemic to protect your mental health? It's a really important question actually. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's a very hard question to answer, isn't it? I know that I've done small I'm not sure that I am. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking inside. Um well I know that there have been times where I felt overwhelmed and in in those times I've just said to various people look this is too much for me now can we talk about that at a later date or can we decide that at a later date because just today I feel a little overwhelmed and with things so I'm aware that I have done that at times where things just felt a lot because because obviously like you know you're kind of absorbing worries a lot of the time I mean at the start whenever the first year started they had so much anxiety and frustration at the whole situation you sort of feel like you're you're absorbing all of that you're absorbing the impact of not being at school from your children so you kind of feel like you're absorbing a lot yeah, and yeah. again it's felt quite overwhelming so I know I've done that where I've just like look this is too much I'll talk about it at some other time I just need a wee quiet day then to myself where we don't talk about anything difficult you know um, and I know this, I know the little sort of practical strategies that I do, which is um, like I like sewing, I have like hobbies and one of the things is sewing and I really, I think it's like a form of mindfulness. So I've read knitting, yeah. I've read as yeah. a form of, and yeah. so sewing must be the same, it really calms me down. It's just a very mindless, repetitive activity. And um, so I know that helps and also, um, strangely, the half an hour I get to myself outside at lunchtime to go and clean the rabbits, it's getting me outside we have lots of birds in the garden because we feed the birds it gets me outside it gets me among the plants and the birds that's total quiet I can't hear anybody
0: (laughs) I've heard that that a lot from people getting outside and getting into the smells of the countryside or even the back garden with the birds and the rabbits
1: yeah yeah and then the first lockdown I was more I have to admit I haven't really been doing too much exercise but I know in the the first lockdown because the weather was better than actually just going out for myself on the bike you know down to the river and a bridge and just sitting by myself. I I think
0: a lot of people have said lockdown three is a lot more difficult than lockdown one because lockdown three is being conducted in the middle of winter. Uh, Yeah. Without giving too many of my own opinions, I have found it much, much harder than lockdown one because with lockdown one, sunshine, you go out for a run or go in the hammock with some cider or none of that is available for lockdown three, unfortunately
1: yes yeah and then and the kids it was really hard for them because they you know they're not getting the amount of exercise because at school they do an awful lot of exercise and whenever you say we'll go and run around the green for 10 minutes they're like why do i want to go out and run around the green for 10 minutes in the rain with no friends i mean you know and you can't really blame them for that So yeah yeah. it's kind of exacerbated their their boredom the fact that they didn't have the outlet whereas now because the sun's shining today they're both outside you know running about so yeah it's better it's better for them definitely
0: okay that's great um i think i'll close it there now and um, heard a lot thanks very much for those insights them very useful indeed um, so that's all the questions i have for you so thanks laura for taking the time to talk to us here and uh, i wish you a very happy women's day on monday march the 8th
1: thank you happy women's day <laughs>
0: no problem good luck bye bye For more in this series, subscribe to Queen's University Belfast's Shaping a Better World podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.